Welcome to a weekly dose of diarrhea presents the Fat Bass Sports, Sports Report with Dave and James. Your weekly dose of all things sports, sports, and more sports. With a little bit of sports for good measure. And every once in a while we talk about some crazy shit nobody else wants to talk about. <laughs> What's going on, James, man? How you been? Oh, you know. Same as always, man. Work never stops. And I never had time to sleep. Oh, well, sorry to hear that. Uh, for me, work never stops, and I can't find when to sleep. <laughs> just into a new schedule. You know? It happens. Life is, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. So, we have had... It's been a while since we've casted the pods. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have got a lot to go over. Uh, this week, basically, I know we missed a lot. We have a lot that we didn't cover, but we're not going to recap too far. We're basically going to keep ourselves... Pretty current to what's going on right now, and then we're going to move forward and try not to have as big of a gap. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about LeBron crying or all that other stuff. No We've promises. Done that. No promises. <laughs> all right. All I'm letting you know is, well, it's a roller coaster ride. Let's see what we get. But let's, we do have a lot to go over today. Um, basically, we're going to go over the tops. Right now, we have sports world. They lose some legends. Uh, we're going to talk about that this a little bit. This year has been rough for the legend. NBA, we're going to look at the NBA draft. We're going to recap that. Also, NBA free agency preview. Uh, there's a new Hall of Famer in the NHL. Pete Rose has a small victory and a small loss at the same time. We're going to go over that. And uh, debuts and just, uh, I want to talk about a... Uh, I want to talk about the current state of baseball and a new position and um, a new era that's going on right now. So, um, we, like I said, we got a lot to discuss, but let's start off with 2016. What the fuck? I'm telling you, oh. this is the year that the legends get canceled. So, we had the summit plummet. Oh. You know, and then Ryan Ryan's was dying. dying. <laughs> yeah. You know, because people like the rhyme things. So I don't know. <laughs> but, um, first off, uh, Pat Summit. We're not the kind of sports report that's going to go into basically the facts and the details of everything that Winning she stood coach for. In okay. college history. We're gonna just basically we wanna break down, you know, how we feel about that certain subject and what we're gonna remember Pat Summit for. And James, you just hit the nail on the head. We're not talking about women's. Go ahead. Tell me what she was. Winningest coach in college history. Not female coach. Not female basketball coach. Winningest coach, period, in yep. college. She was the winningest coach altogether, as well as the winningest coach on her period. Yes, uh, she had both of them covered. Not to mention, she did coach the USA women's basketball team as well. So we'll just I, leave that at that. You know, she's had she's had opportunities. Um, I mean, the Lady Vols, what she did, she basically. There is not a thing in this country right now around women's athletics that doesn't somehow link back to the accomplishments that Pat Summit has, you know, that she's she's gotten to the summit of her sport. There know? is literally two teams that are notable in women's basketball. And, and forgive me for all those who play for other teams, but if you're in female basketball, you know about Connecticut and you know about the Lady Vols, Tennessee. Yeah, and uh, Gino Ariema, who knows if one day he will eventually challenge and surpass her records, he's on pace to do so, but she was a trailblazer, and she did it first, and she did it while sitting down the pig. I love man. Which was something that is just a huge thing in her world. Love you know, man. Time is undefeated. Title it wasn't nine, that, baby. It wasn't that she retired because of, she couldn't do it no more. She retired because of her health was failing on her. Well, and I think it was a little bit of both. Because, I mean, why was her health failing? She had early onset Alzheimer's as well oh, as dementia. Too soon. Okay? So, I mean, no offense. If, if you're doing, if you want to make adjustments for the second half, you need to remember what happened in the first half, you know? <laughs> well, we always say if it's going wrong, have a short memory. But, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love you, James. There's a reason why we're a pair for this. Too soon. You know, you, you, we, you. and, um... Again, Pat Pat Summit. There will there will probably be Pat Summits after Pat Summit, but she was the first. She did it with flair. Okay, she was she was she was the Bob Knight of uh, college female. You know, the, the only thing you can really say about her was she really kind of was a, a, a. She set the trends. She never followed in anybody's footsteps. 
everybody has followed in hers since. You know, she was a trailblazer. Uh, yes, she was. And not the shitty ones from Portland. You know, she was an actual trailblazer. For a sport that not very many people pay a, that much attention to. Like I said, is if you were a novice of the sport, you know those two teams. But you knew Pat Summit. It's not like she could be in a room and you don't know who that is. Look, she was offered jobs as assistant coaches in the NBA. She was offered um, WNBA head coaching positions. She was offered from every team out there saying, hey, we will double your salary to leave Tennessee and come play and for us. she stood you by know? her morals and said, this is where I make she the was most very, of that. She was very loyal. Very yes. loyal. And she has a... Um, one, of the, one of the footnotes in her, in her little history there at Tennessee, which um, when you look it up, you'd be amazed. Think about how long she did that job. Do you know what her graduation rate was? In 100%. Tennessee? 100 percent. You'll never hear that if again. If you were a scholarship athlete for the Lady Vols basketball you program, you got your degree. You left there with a degree. There one, was no question. There was not one person in her career that did not get a degree that went through her program as a scholarship athlete. You know, she had a 100 percent. If you go, if you go through her accolades, it's astounding some of the things that she was able to pull off yeah. in her career, which didn't seem like it was that long, but like I said, it was very impactful. She left her print on not only that college, but on the basketball world itself. Uh, so, all right, so Pat Summit, all right. As much as um, I know, she was probably more relevant to the world of sports. Me and you. This next name is going to hit a little bit more oh my God. locally as well as... All right, Buddy Ryan will probably never be as big a name as Pat Summit was to the world, but to the basement right here, he's the biggest name on this list. It, it, to the basement here, yep. he is very important. All right, he's in the pantheon of our idols. Yeah. Buddy if Ryan, you know the game football, you have seen... This man's piece of work. Yes, you've seen his mark on the league. You know because the defenses are ran because of him. Defenses are ran uh, to mimic what he was able to do. You also forgot one point that I want to just add to your piece right there. He changed offenses. Yes. Okay. Because you had to account for it. His defense was so strong. Buddy Ryan, 82 years old, his defense was so powerful that they that other teams two. had to retool their entire offense just to adjust to the rest of the, the copycat leagues turning yeah. you know uh, using his 46 defense don't forget about the eight man in the box yeah. the free uh the free blitzer that he had coming the to, monster to destroy everything that was there buddy ryan like i said shaped defenses He's the reason why we say defenses win championships. Yeah. Um, so everybody the creator remember, of the four six. Defense, everybody remembers Buddy Ryan as the, the, the Hall of Fame defensive coordinator the, for the Chicago eighty five Bears. No, that's not what they remember him for. You know why? Because he's not a Hall of Famer. Oh. Yeah. We'll get into that. Later. We'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. But here, here's the thing. Yes, the eighty five Bears. He was the defensive coordinator, um, and. He basically looked at what they had going, and he came up with what he referred to as the 46 defense. He was basically the assistant head coach. That, that, that 46 defense, for a one-year stretch, you're gonna, I will say that you're going to go ahead and you'll be able to name defenses that had a better long-term uh, tenure. And but you, for a one-year stretch, there was not a better defense. And you go ask those same defenses that you bring up, Mm-hmm. Who did they imitate? And I guarantee you, 98% of them say the 85 Bears. I think your number is off. I think a lot of people will say the 85 Bears. But um, let, let's give living legend Dick LeBeau a little bit of credit okay, also. Okay, yes. Because let's just be honest, it is a copycat league, but they had two different templates to copy. Yes, and there have been great <laughs> men in great defenses. You know, Jimmy Johnson, you know, uh, Monty Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You must pay homage to Buddy Ryan. To Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan, I'll tell you what, 82 years old, and it still doesn't seem long enough. Like, like literally, Buddy, rest in peace. 
Uh, one thing I saw that I wanted to uh, share, I brought with me, um, was they have a list of the top ten Buddy Ryan quotes. Okay, that I had to point out, and um, some of my favorite people who who know Buddy Ryan know he was quick with the tongue. Didn't say much. He wasn't very much of a talker, but when he did, he usually came with a nice little quip. He was your prototypical <laughs> defensive board. And um, at the, and when he was a head coach, you know he got, he got in fights with people that didn't see it his way, and he was a very strong-willed person. Well, he one of the most famous ones he got in a fight with Kelvin, Kevin Gilbright on the sideline, and this is when they were working together for the Oilers. And the funny thing was is um, when they asked him about the fight, he didn't apologize. He didn't come out and say, he goes, he goes, Kevin Gilbright was selling insurance in two years. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> basically, I meant to punch his ass. <laughs> yeah, he was like, look, he's going to be out anyway. He'll remember this. Oh, man. And um, here he goes. Some say the 46 is just an eight-man front. That's like saying Marilyn Monroe is just a girl. Buddy Ryan was untouchable. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks are overpaid, overrated, pompous bastards that must be punished. Hey, man. <laughs> Tell them like you really feel, buddy. Oh, and he was talking about um, they had a, he had a running back, Michael Haddix, mm-hmm. right? And um, he was one of probably one of the worst running backs in the NFL. And when he came to the training camp, he said, he looks like a reject guard from the USFL. He's too damn fat. <laughs> Again, not a man of many words. <laughs> Now, which one of these quotes do you disagree with, though? None so far. Absolutely. He told it like it was. Ryan summed up his thoughts on running back Ernest Jackson. I'd trade him for a six-pack. It doesn't even have to be cold. Football kickers are like taxi cabs. You can always go out and hire another one. Wow. Um, Here we go. Offense my butt. Our offense is for Randall to make five big plays and we'll win. Basically, if Randall can play five plays and the defense I'm running, we'll win this game. You know? Was he lying? He was. You know, that's a sad. Was thing. he lying? The best part about that quote is that summed up his entire coaching career. I don't need a quarterback or running back anything. All I need is somebody to make me five plays. Wait, 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 wait. We never said. We never said Jim McMahon was Steve McNair. No. We never said. We never said he was Peyton Manning back there. I mean, yeah, you did have Walter Peyton, but he was like offense. Screw the offense. It's this defense we talk about. Now, this is actually a Bill Belichick quote. Now, those of you who don't remember, uh, Bill Belichick did actually work under Buddy Ryan at one point. He learned a lot from Buddy Ryan. Coaching tree. Okay, so um, he, he, this is a quote from Belichick, but Belichick has been quoted as saying he stole this quote from, from Buddy Ryan. If you listen to the fans, you'll soon be up there sitting with them. Amen. You know? <laughs> Go ahead, listen to the fans, and you'll be sitting with them very soon. No wonder why Belichick's so great. As all right, I know we call him Belichick. I know we, I know we get on him, but think about that. He worked under Buddy Ryan to study under Bill Parcells. This man was like, you know, he was earmarked for greatness. Ryan left no room for interpretation about how he felt about his roster of replacement players for the Eagles. This is when the NFL went on strike and they had the re- replacement players come in. He said, we might have the worst bunch of guys together we've seen in a, on a football team. I don't know what anybody else has, but I'd trade mine, for, I'd trade mine with anybody. Sight unseen. Wow. <laughs> because I'll trade him for whatever you got. He was like, I don't care who you got, what you got. Just give them to me. You got these people. Oh, man. So, listen, Bunny Ryan, rest in peace. Uh, uh, thank you for thank you for giving us what what may end up being one of the most fun situations this year with the Buffalo Bills. The, yeah, oh, absolutely. With his twin sons. He's the gift that keeps giving. His Who both started out as defensive coordinators. Rex and Rob Ryan are the twin sons of Buddy Ryan. And uh, both known for their defense. And known for their smart mouth and quick quips, nonetheless, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I- I'll tell you what. He's, uh, he's somebody that's not going to be soon forgotten. Lot. He is not going to be soon forgotten. Um, of course not. He gave you the gangrene defense. So he I'd gave s- you the 40. He gave you the 85 Bears. If you ever want to just know how much somebody's loved, okay, 
Listen to the people that called him boss. Talk about him. All right. When you have guys that are respected in this league, like your Mike Singletary's of the world, coming out and basically saying that the man was a father figure who would whoop my ass, but out of love. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, that's how you know that you're truly loved and respected by your outside community. So, Buddy Ryan, um, as a diehard Eagles fan, and I know we didn't win shit with you, but that's okay. I still made us respectable. You put together, you single-handedly put together probably the most fearsome defense that the Eagles ever had. And um, I know we didn't win with it. Randall couldn't make those five plays. <laughs> Four and a half. <laughs> yeah. But at the same you time, close a couple times. At the same time, um, yeah, it, that's. I'm I'm very happy that you have two sons in the NFL right now that are carrying on your legacy. But um, yeah, you will be sorely missed. So, I, I know I made it a little somber right there. So let's talk about the idiot of the week. Oh, they geez. do say that things come in threes. Listen, listen. First Death of all, in let me be the first to say it is not. Nice to talk about the dead. With that being put out there, tell us about this idiot. Well, you know what? If you <laughs> it, it, there's ways that you can die in this world that we just say, all right, well, that's just you being an idiot. <laughs> so he was being an idiot. Um, for for those of you who don't know the name, don't worry. Most of his family didn't even know he played in the NFL. But Zerlon Tipton passed away uh, yesterday. Um, 26 years old. He was a former running back of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, Played two released. seasons with them. Um, he In December of 2015, he was arrested on uh, felony gun possession charges. And uh, he decided to t- take those gun possession charges and parlay that into shooting himself to death uh, yesterday. Um, if you guys who haven't heard the story, it's um, I know it's sad that somebody lost their life, but it's kind of humorous. He's in a car dealership. He has a duffel bag in his trunk. And he moves the duffel bag. Okay? Not a, not a very hard thing to do. Except inside that duffel bag was two weapons. One of which was loaded without the safety on. And something triggered that weapon to go off inside that duffel bag. And he proceeded to shoot himself in the stomach and died. Zerlon Tempton, just like your NFL career, he left us all too short. You know? I, I have nothing further to add on this one. Do you have any? All right, Forrest Gump. That's all I can say about that. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh, wow. So, all right. Before we move on to the, the rest of the uh, the, the podcast, because we a, do have a lot to do. It's been a rough year. <laughs> 2016. has if, if you are, the, whoever you are at the top of your If sport, you've made an impact... In your sport, look out. Final destination sport, style, okay? Entertainment, um, just anything, whether it be musician, hey, wait, actor, wait, wait. You know. Prince, music, pop culture. Yep. Ali, boxing, uh, Pat Summit, basketball, or college basketball, whatever way you want to put it. Uh, Gordy Howe, hockey. Done. Mr. Hockey, nonetheless, yep. but hockey. Um, Buddy Ryan, football, it's like, what the hell is yeah. going on? Yeah, it was, I mean, Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, and, music. You know, was Piper this year? Was he like, he was this year, Piper. Yeah. P- Roddy Piper was, is gone. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's been rough. <laughs> it, it has, it's, it's gotten to the point now where we need to start having people like, camp out at other people's houses and be like, hey, you Okay. <laughs> you know, have EMTs on call, and we lost anybody in Tennessee yet? So I better go check on Pete Sampras. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Agassi is like, look, I ain't do nothing. Okay, leave me alone. Oh man, it, it's just been it's been nuts. It, it just there's not a week that goes by where you're not like, oh wow, so and so just just died. These aren't these aren't the bottom rung people. Like, wow, no. this was a person these aren't the, the middle tier people like wow they really could give you something they were real fighters these were the greatest of their uh pronounced sport yeah you know what that is uh that's why i love that with the the memes that go around with the whole kid somebody please if all these people are dying can somebody just take the kardashians i mean michael jordan gotta be sitting in the back with a chicken with a rabbit's foot like come on leave me alone leave me alone well you, you see some false reports out now People are just putting random people out. Oh, so-and-so died. Like, 
this is the year I know we're going to lose Betty White. <laughs> this is the year that we're going to end up losing probably. Look, look, look. Tiger Woods. OJ Michael has been confirmed Jackson. dead three times this year already. Oh, jeez. He's still alive. That's not the juice. Yeah, that's <laughs> squeezing that thing. And you know what? We have a lot to go over with the basketball. So I want to touch on two quick notes from football and hockey. All right? And then we can move on to baseball and basketball. But hockey, real quick. Hockey has, I said we have a new Hall of Famer that we want to point out. Um, after close, a, close to us. After a six-year wait of being told, no, 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 no. Eric Lindros, number right. 88 of the Philadelphia Flyers is finally making it into the NHL Hall of Fame. That's about time. Well, I mean, listen, the problem was he he never fulfilled his promise of of hoisting up the Stanley Cup. Okay, did not bring a a championship to Philly. But was a monster. Nah, you you know, he was was good. He was good. He was one of the most dominant players in the league at that point, and he deserves the Hall of Fame nod. But at the same time, I know why he wasn't a first ballot. You know, my only problem is I really hope he doesn't let this go to his head because if he can't afford another concussion, you know, <laughs> Lindros, you know, that, that, I think that's the reason why he wasn't oh. in the first five times. He lost so much playing time, so much ice time he to concussion. Crosby treatment. Well, he got um. But no, no, Kyle, Crosby was a winner. Yeah, unfortunately, the Flyers um, during their heyday when they were good when Lindros was playing, so were the New Jersey Devils. And uh, there's a couple headhunters on the Devils over there. <laughs> and Lindros was known to have a bubblegum head to begin with. So, yeah. yeah. He got a couple stones rattling around in there. Gotcha. I'm not even going to give him. I, I'm so mad at the person who was doing I'm not even saying his name on the on the air. I we, just, we, all, we all know. I, I just. You, you just know. don't want him coming after you. That's all. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just telling you right now. Um, He's a dirty player. Okay. And and he doesn't need any recognition or any credit. Okay. Okay? Because when you're a fucking asshole, that's what you are. You're an asshole. <laughs> Tell me I how you really play freaking hockey. Just, I'm going to go around and put my shoulder in people's heads. And hey, 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 in every sport, there's a goon. Okay. Romanowski used to be a goon. Uh, I like goons. This guy was an asshole. <laughs> so Eric Lentrost, the Hall of Famer. And um, probably an early Philly in the house. Probably an early candidate for uh, Alzheimer's at the end of his life. Early candidate for concussion watch. All right, so this is still fairly new. There's a lot of details still left to come out on it. All right, but in the NFL, you know they're back to their PED witch hunt oh, going on Lord. right now. And um, again, the I'm retired. I'm unretired. Then I retire again. I'm unretired. James Harrison for whatever you want to say, is a great athlete and a very polarizing personality. Well, he polarized a lot of people. <laughs> and I guess at this point, he's just had enough of this whole witch hunt crap. And he has laid down a basically a line to Commissioner Goodell and said, here's my line. You're, you're, you're going to have to cross it this time. Um, I don't mind meeting your demands of speaking about the PED thing. Okay. But I have certain conditions, you know. I'm not going to go to New York and eat stale turkey sandwiches and uh, discuss it on your terms. You're coming to my house. I eat stale turkey sandwiches. You know? No, I'm not feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> you come to my house. And so, so he basically tells Commissioner Goodell, I will speak with, the, with you. And you is very important. You know, I will speak with you about the situation. Not your lawyer. But you're going to you. come to my house on a date that I specify... During time my time period, okay, and I don't want to speak to just your lawyers. You can bring them if you want, but you have to personally be in my house, and I will have this discussion with you. You know, James Harrison, like we like to say on this podcast, has placed his dick and balls on the table. It <laughs> <laughs> said, "Come here, Commission." He said, "Let's get it." Well, well in, in all honesty with James Harrison, he has been in front of this commissioner multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't want to say that the commissioner has something out for him, but come on. And each time it James was Harrison questionable can't be, he can't be the, the He cannot be involved with every single thing that goes wrong in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And if he is, God bless him. 
but yeah, it's almost like be like, look, he had absolutely nothing to do with this. We'll fucking bring him in anyway. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> let me just talk to him. Like, Kamish, he he he's he's been tried for four years now. I don't care. I thought I saw him on the sidelines. Uh, which sorry. which a lot of people have done a lot worse things than he did. Yeah, yeah. but we still bringing him in. And, and the uh, the Johnny Manziel case I, again. There's another guy. We stopped him a long. There's time. another guy. I don't even want to bring up his name because he's an asshole. But Johnny Manziel. What has he done? Well, at this point, he's still, you know he's still going through the trial. His former, lawyer, former Heisman winner Johnny Manziel, when he was still relevant, got to the league and became pretty much a nobody. Yeah, this enough said. We're not gonna say the guy's a football player anymore. Right now, he's just some dude on on trial. He's a okay. he's a fake celebrity. Well, his, that's his, it. His lawyer just uh, he sent a uh, a text by mistake. By mistake. To the AP press. Air quotes, mistake. Yeah. To the people who it didn't belong. Yeah, well, his lawyer just backed out of the case. And his dad said, uh, we've tried to help him. Uh, maybe jail is the best <laughs> thing for him. Yeah, when your dad so, says, uh, hello. If you want to help my son, put him in prison. Okay. That tells you something, okay? You know, at this point, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go by your recommendation, Pops. <laughs> we'll just take him off the list here. Um, all right. Come on, he moved in with Josh Gordon. Enough said, okay? All right, before we get to basketball, let's 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 go on some some baseball stuff because I'll tell you what, basketball we got a lot of meat on that bone. Okay. Okay, because I know the season baseball, just ended. And baseball people usually turn down a thing. I know oh, the season okay. just ended, and I want to start with an apology to an entire city. Okay, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, cl- yeah, I, I will, yeah, I will get to there. I, I do owe somebody an apology. You, you, you owe a whole bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but since you opened that door... I still don't think I was wrong, but, <laughs> but we'll talk about this, all right? Um, but Major League Baseball, for those of you who aren't watching baseball and judging by the numbers... <laughs> that's all right, Euchre. <laughs> you can't say fuck on the radio. Oh, don't worry. Nobody's what listening. goddamn hit? <laughs> you can't say goddamn. Nobody's Classic. listening. Classic. Uh, that should be required viewing. Basically, if you call yourself a sports fan and you have not seen Major League, the original Ma- Major League. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if people listened to him more, ratings would go up, okay? Yeah, holy shit. Because that's like, that's like Rodney Dangerfield as a newscaster. And the, the problem is, uh, I'm not saying problem, but the best part about it is, is the character that Bob Euchre played on Major League is literally what he gives the Brewers audience every single night. As their play-by-play so guy. Jealous. So, so jealous. I'm telling you, I loved Harry Kay. Harry Callis, to me, was one of the greatest announcers ever on, on as a broadcaster. And I know a lot of people talk about Vin Scully, and I do think Vin Scully is a genius, some of the stuff that he does on the air. But as a comedy guy... <laughs> Just a bit outside. Give me Bob Euchre. Come on! Give me Bob Euchre on a nightly basis. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I love that fucker, man. He's great. Okay, so... Baseball. He's going to need a visa to catch that one. Stop, stop. I'm going home and watching that. Uh, <laughs> we can put on today. I don't know. Uh, Pete Rose. Um, we're going to we'll call him a 2016 uh, death candidate. Can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I just start by giving him a clap? No, no, no. Not just giving him a clap. Giving Cincinnati. That's what I'm talking about. Cincinnati. Basically, Cincinnati, as we say on this podcast, put their dick and balls <laughs> on the table and said, come get some, Commissioner. <laughs> they said, you know you want it. Yeah. They retired his number, which should have been done a long time ago. Yep. But we'll get we'll get into that, Cincinnati. They finally said, we're tired of you dissing our homeboy, literally our hometown hero. And as much as he did for baseball, Screw you and your band. This is what's going down. So he, Pete Rose had a very uh, up and down week this week because he had, um, yes, he did have his number retired by Cincinnati. We are still talking about the same Pete Rose who is banned for life by Banned baseball. for life out of the Hall of Fame, which he kept your numbers and ratings and money funneling through baseball for a very long time. He is the, um, for those of you who don't know, because he played baseball before both, most of you guys were born, uh, he is still the all-time hits leader 
in Major League Baseball. Okay? In Major League Baseball, he's the all-time hits leader. I can no longer say that he's the all-time hits leader in baseball because, unfortunately, this week... Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki just surpassed Pete Rose for the most hits, but the problem is... But it took his Japanese record and... Well, still, pro- still professional baseball. It's still professional baseball. But yeah, they took his Japanese numbers as well as his major league numbers, combined them, and he has more hits than Pete Rose. Now, officially for major league baseball record books, Pete Rose is still the all-time hit king because he did it entirely in MLB. Unofficial, we know that. I mean, well, we know it should be Ichiro, but we know how the good old boys feel about bringing other So as much as I want to celebrate Pete Rose in this story, because, yes, I'm happy that you finally got your number retired. Hopefully, before you pass away, you get to see yourself enshrined in the Hall of Fame. At this point, I don't see it happening. I mean, I hate to say it. I just don't see it. It will happen, but he ain't going to see it. No, that's it. Unfortunately, Pete Rose... Probably the moment, by the, the moment time they that put that he, last little dust of you know the shovel on your coffin. The moment that he passes, it's going to be an uproar, and he will be in the Hall of Fame. And within a month afterwards, uh, Joe Jackson will be long will be right behind him, because exactly. Unfortunately, I think that's what has kept him out so long. Is once you overturn roses, then you got you have to go back exactly. through the history and look at other people that you've kept out. And I, that's where I think it gets But, I mean, sticky. there's been cocaine users, murderers, and everything else. Oh, they're And they've right. all made it yeah, to fine. the Hall of Fame. No, they're so, fine, James. We're so allowed. we're just doing this on principle. Look, nobody took out OJ's bust. <laughs> all right? It's so funny. OJ has his head hanging in the Hall of Fame. And meanwhile, his ex-wife's head was almost removed. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know? But, hey, that's another story. That's another podcast entirely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, congratulations on having your number retired, Pete Rose. But let's also segue into congratulations on Ichiro Suzuki for becoming the all-time world hit leader. That is a serious commitment. But with saying that, if they would have done the same thing to Warren Moon, oh, my God, he would hold every record in the book. Just for your information on that, his numbers in the CFL do hang next to his numbers in the NFL in his Hall of Fame assignment. They so should. They allow you to put them together. They should. You know, even though yes, they are separate, but separate and not equal. But at the same time, they are at least both. Yeah, hey, I thought listed. we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, they're both I guess listed. we are talking about Warble. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that sums up his career. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, you can play wide receiver. No. <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, so Ichiro actually, it's funny because a lot of people were saying, "Was well, Ichiro really a Hall of Famer?" Considering that he had yes. the stuff split. Yes. Well, he's about to solidify that in the next two weeks. Uh, as of this podcast, I think he's 16 or 17 hits away from 3,000. Okay? In major leagues. Not uh, not just Japan. In just MLB. Is he a Hall of Famer? There's a reason MLB swiped him from Japan. Okay? Yeah. Be like, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, there's also a reason why they swiped other guys like Daisuke Matsuzaka, who's not a Hall of Famer. No. <laughs> well, no, no, he got over with the screwball. Yeah. You know, everybody was like, oh, watch him punch this gyro pitch yeah, that we're still waiting ball. to see. Okay? Yes. Yeah, gyrate. Remember, he was a sock. Don't get me started on that. Gyrate is a sock. Yeah, don't get me started. All right. I, I, I had you on a socks conversation. Went to the bathroom. Gave oh, me Lord. The podcast oh. was turned off. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. But so, anyway. Yeah, anyway, so Pete Rose, not Pete Rose, each year, once he gets his uh, last 17 hits, he gets a 3,000 anyway. At that point, like Bernie Mac said, Mr. 3,000, you know, you got to put him. <laughs> stop. Wouldn't that be something if he did stop at 299? <laughs> yeah. No, he'll, he'll get it. He's that close. He's going to get it. Yeah. In fact, it's so funny, too, because he's been getting a lot more playing time lately. To uh, get it. Yeah, just so he can kind of get that wrapped up. But, uh, so congratulations to Ichiro. And um, now let, let's let's real talk about because Ichiro, Pete Rose, one's retired, one's just about retired. Okay, let's talk about somebody right now who's just getting their career started. Uh, yesterday marked the uh, professional debut of Lucas uh, Giolito. Lucas Giolito is a starting pitcher for the Washington uh, Nationals. He's the number one pitching prospect. I think he's the number one prospect in all of baseball. And with Steven the Strasburg, machine. Steven Strasburg going down with an injury opened up a spot 
on the rotation. So they said, you know what? Let's bring up the next Steven Strasburg. And uh, let's see what he's got. 21-year-old kid. Didn't he, like, warm up and hurt himself? No. Oh, Strasburg? No. Uh, uh, Giolito? No, no, Giolito's fine. He um, he pitched yes last night. He went um, four and a third innings and uh, struck out just one, walked one. I think he gave up two hits. Um, very solid debut. His stat line doesn't show what he did. What really showed was when you watch the game, his control was pinpoint. What I loved about this watching this kid for the first time is he comes out there with mid-90s heat. He's throwing about 95, 96 miles per hour. Okay? Then he drops a changeup on you that's coming in at the low 80s. I think at one point it was clocked at 79, which is a hell of a mile-per-hour adjustment to make when you're sitting there looking for a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, and here comes an 80-mile-per-hour changeup. You swung twice before it got there. He has got a 12-6 curve that falls off the table. Oh. It looks like it's coming in as a high strike, and next thing you know, the catch is pulling out of the dirt. You know, I, it's amazing to watch this pitch. I'm just like, wow. But uh, for, for the most part, last night, he was just throwing fastballs. Uh, at one point, he was throwing 85, 85% of all his pitches thrown were, were fastballs. So he's, he's right, still Ricky. conserving. Give him the eater. He's still <laughs> conserving a little bit of uh, his uh, breaking ball stuff. But unfortunately, that was a game shortened by weather. Not the game itself, but his outing was shorted by weather because they had an hour-long uh, rain delay in the middle of the game. So, um, Speaking of A lot to come delay. from this kid. A lot to come from this kid. Speaking of rain delay, did you catch that Yankee rain delay? I did not. Three. It was a three-and-a-half-hour-long rain delay. Yeah, I, I did not. That For was, one inning! <laughs> For one inning! <laughs> At that point, the game could should have been called. <laughs> it should have really been called. They didn't finish till 2-something in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, they did it to the Rockies last night. The Rockies last night didn't get into the finish after 2 o'clock. Then again, it's 2 o'clock Eastern time where we are, but they're on Denver, so it's what, midnight out there? I don't know. Still. I don't, I don't have my ink. Still, a three-hour to be like, all right, give me three strikes, all right, let's take it in? Yeah. That game should have very well been cold. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, Lucas, he pitched really well last night with with his, unfortunately uh, with the rain, he got short, so he did not factor into the decision. But he was winning the game one nothing when he left. All right. Now, Chris Bryant, third baseman for the Chicago Cubs. Let me just tell you, this kid is a beast. I, I was I was just going through um, the other day. We're talking about how third base and shortstop have almost become a revitalized position in baseball. Two positions that I hate to say were pretty much dying out because all the great players were gone from them are now to the point where those two players, those two positions are pretty much the face of all the organization now. But Chris Bryant may may well be the best one of the bunch. Again, I like to always point out when you're making team records, okay? When you're setting records for teams. And the team has been around as long as the Chicago Cubs has been around. You're really doing something. <laughs> Absolutely. He just broke the Chicago Cubs record, um, which was set back in 1930 by Hack Wilson. Uh, he just broke the record for most total bases in a game uh, this past weekend. Chris Bryant proceeded to go five for five with three home runs and two doubles. Oh, so it was a slow night. Yeah. Yeah, right. Not one single, not a walk, five for five, three long balls, two doubles. I amazing. Just downright amazing. Well the Cubbies have been crazy because we all know about the curse of the Billy Goat and all. But aren't they bringing like their their uh left fielder in now on the pitch? And stuff like that. The Cubbies is just doing it up. Yeah, they are um They just said, look, since we can't bro well, since we can't break this curse. They said, screw it. We'll get all this done. We're just going to make a mockery of, out of everything. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. But um, between – there's a youth movement right now in baseball, um, especially on that side of the diamond, that is just getting to the point where it's getting very hard to ignore because what's going to end up happening is when these teams are getting marketed by players and we're like, okay, we're going to look for younger candidates and they're pretty much all playing the same position. When, when they're fielding the all-star games – Third base is going to become the most valuable. Third base and shortstop are going to be the hardest ones to pick. And you're going to have people staying home 
that have better numbers they're than other people, the people that are on this field. Yep, absolutely. So I, I actually look forward to it because when you have that much talent, you can't help but watch. Okay? We will see. Because right now baseball is struggling for fans, and we're here to promote baseball. It, it's the changeup. All a lot of these old... A lot of these old ball players that we've been watching forever are now getting ready to retire or are getting into those golden years. And the new the new recruits are coming up, the studs. It's time. It's this different ball game. So baseball at one point was the number one sport in America. <coughs> now you'll be lucky if it gets number four. I think they're three. I still think they're getting better numbers than hockey. You know, but I think they're three. Football is life. One. Basketball is two. Basketball is two. Uh yeah maybe maybe, maybe hockey maybe MMA oh that that's gonna end up taking over as three is MMA maybe right maybe hockey maybe MMA maybe uh yeah I, I give baseball then hockey for now for now let's see if, let's see if they keep the doors open but but we still have to talk about number two yeah we have a lot to talk about by the NBA first off to the city of Cleveland to every Everybody listening Let's in Cleveland. Out. Let's get it out. That I basically proclaimed in our last podcast, Cleveland will I'll lose. Thirty for thirty, looking now. Cleveland will lose this series because they are Cleveland, and Cleveland will never win a championship. I need to come out publicly and just say I do not apologize <laughs> because I'm telling you right now. You are the ass, man. I'm telling you right now, Lizard Man himself, Adam Silver, saved that city's championship. I can't deny that. I can't okay. deny that. Uh, first off, congratulations, Cavaliers, on winning the championship officially. Oh, on helping out what your dastardly plan, you know. You, it almost like they should be twirling a mustache. Talking about some <laughs> That series it, was done. Yes, absolutely. It was done. They were dead. It and was buried. done and buried. Like I said, and let's get a lot of let's get let's put it all on the table. Let's get our dick and balls out yeah. now. Draymond Green getting that suspension changed, changed the face of that series. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Everybody wants to talk about how good the comeback was and all that other jazz, but what they're also forgetting is a little thing called momentum. You can't break a team's momentum and then say, oh, well, you didn't interfere with the game. They still got to play it. Yes, you did. That's yep. it. They changed the whole face of that series. And to the 260-pound crybaby, yeah, you're a great player. You're a Hall of Famer already. You're going into the Hall of Fame. You might even have the skills to be on the level of a Michael Jordan. But you can't cry about one thing one moment and then be popping the same shit that you're talking about you're complaining about in the very next sequel. You just can't have that. So, like I said, enjoy your tainted championship, but it is just that. Cleveland, I'm going to come back to you, but I need to break some copyright laws right now. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that in there to change it up so it's not really a copyright. <laughs> so we're not stealing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, breaking news during this podcast. Uh, Colt signed quarterback Andrew Luck through 2021, extending his contract to 2021, making him the highest paid player in the NFL. Jeez. No report of the money, but it does surpass everybody else's contract. Wow. So congratulations, Andrew Luck. Ching ching! I'm um, working your neck beard into a contract. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it rounds on me. I'm saying. All right, so back to uh, the second place Cleveland. I mean, the champion Cleveland Cavaliers. It is what it is. It's written in the record books now. Uh, yeah. But you cannot say me being a fan of the sport, and I I love what you guys do. Uh, I'm talking about every NBA player. But you cannot say that that was not tainted. I, I think I need to say something that's probably never been said in the history of the world. But I think Steph Curry's wife was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, whew, she was... She was she, they, now, Steph had to, turn, she had to shut down her Twitter page. 
<laughs> Steph's like, would you shut up before we get fined together? Now, the only one, the only people that I can say are more than ecstatic about this is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. They had it happen to them, and they said, yeah, now that's you know what I'm like. talking about. <laughs> but um, how does that feel? Right. Or, or wait, 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 let me get a little country on them. Get yourself some of that. <laughs> that's a great segue. Great segue, because you know what? It's said and done. We know who the champion is. Cleveland Cavaliers, whether they've earned it or not, because hey, they still had the, paid for. They, they got still the had to play the last two games, and they won. You know because Splash Brothers were off, and and you know what? Say what you want about Draymond Green. Their soul was broken. Say what you want about Draymond Green. He really was the star of Game Six and Seven. It's just that the the Splash Brothers were off. He do nothing with it, but. Let's move on real quick because you brought up Oklahoma City. And with NBA free agency looming, um, LeBron James has officially opted out of his contract in Cleveland. He's not going anywhere, okay? LeBron is basically, he's going to stay in Cleveland. He opted out because of the new salary cap rules, you know, with with the additional salary cap, so they can try to restructure his deal to make it very much appetizing to bring in a Kevin Garnett. Except you, you, you it's sure year 2016, and I meant Kevin Garnett. You sure Durant. Kevin Garnett? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm about to say, they like, no! You know what the funny thing is, is? I wrote Garnett here because I wanted to do something about Ben Simmons, but we'll get to that in a moment. But, yes, Kevin Durant to go over to uh, Cleveland. Which I'm going to say to you, first off, when it comes to complimentary pieces... Kevin Durant will obviously be a better option than Kevin Love was. But it's not going to happen. All right, but now we're talking about two threes. You know, you have two people that are meant to play the three. Plus, Love is still undecided. Yeah, well, they. I think the problem with Love is there's just not enough basketballs. Okay, he, he's he got to the Love is one of those guys you have to keep involved in the game, and he was very much phased out of their offense completely. And he doesn't want to be a defensive star. He wants to play the game. You know, so... Uh, anyway, I'm not going to discuss... We're talking about free agency right now. Okay? So He's on under-restricted. Uh, and let's be honest. Okay. This year's free agency is becoming the, the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Absolutely. Okay? Just like everybody says, all you need is one superstar, another star, and maybe um, a bunch a of key role, role player. players. Yep. Okay? So... Kevin Garant can be that superstar that teams are looking for. So, who wants him? Everybody. Everybody. Who could afford him? With the new salary cap rules? Nobody. No, with the new salary <laughs> cap rules, everybody. He pretty much has his pick of the litter where he wants to go. I'm going to ask you, Mr. Brown, what is appetizing about Cleveland? What's going to make him want to go to a city where he knows he's got to play second fiddle I don't know, a la OKC. Quite possibly third fiddle. You know, yeah, exactly. He's at, he he's at the point right now where he's I the think, MVP of the of the league, I but think, yet still being known as Westbrook and Durant. Yeah, I think Irvin had an awakening yeah. uh, the last couple of yeah. uh, series that he had there. He's finally so healthy. He's actually balling. Don't get me wrong; he's really out there balling. However. Mm-hmm. It's like you really think if Durant wanted to leave OKC, a place where he has made his mark, because remember, nobody remembers them as the Sonics. It's all the thunder now. Yep. He has made his mark. So he wants to sit behind LeBron, a person who's definitely, it's his team. Yeah. To uh, where he facilitates and needs the ball all the time. Well, shit, if he wanted that, he could just stay at OKC. Not to mention... Westbrook is a perennial star mm-hmm. now in this league. So how how dangerous? How dangerous? This I want you to think about this a second. How dangerous would a trip to New York be? Okay, I just just let's just put it out there. Put him with uh, Carmelo. You're saying so. Basically, you you take Durant and you place him on the Knicks. Okay, not a team that anybody considers a Eastern powerhouse. Except for the fact that they're in the East, so anybody can come out of the East. All yeah. right? 
You do that. You do that without adding any other piece. You already make him number two in the East. So, so now you'll have. You look at the, what the Knicks have done this off season with um, who's who's their new um, president of operations now. Well, Phil Jackson. Okay, so Phil Jackson comes in and says, "I'm going to put together a team." And the course of him being there, they have made a trade to bring in Derrick Rose to play the point, Carmelo to play the two. Is already there. And Durant stepping in his three. Durant at three, and they already had that kid Prisingis that they drafted last year at four. All of a sudden, the Knicks become not a, not a deep team, but a good starting five. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I, I mean, it's the East has always been historically wide open. Um, the Sixers, another the, the, basically the basement of the East, uh, the welcome mat of the East, we'll say. Um if they could ever stop tanking. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to actually... Well, I don't uh, remember. Remember, they still have Okafor, Embiid, uh, Noel, Simmons now. Yep, new, new acquired Ben Simmons. And you got uh, Ish Smith. Yeah, uh, and... Um, I mean, they're, and they're not trying, a deep team, but a, lo- a lengthy starting five. And they're trying to make a play right now to bring in Harrison Barnes. You know, basically telling... Somebody who truly knows how to be a shooting guard or run Basically telling Harrison Barnes, saying, listen... We are a leader. We're we're a guard leadership away from really turning the corner here. We have big men basically piled up for days. They're going to end up trading one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. They have too many big men. It's, one of them has got. It's go. gonna. I hope it's Noel. Um, as much as I love uh, Noel, I, I I just I really hope he's the one that goes because even though I've never seen Embiid play, all right. I'm, we can't teach size. I am people who know people, okay? And from what I've I've gathered from insider information, Joel Embiid, during those little shoot-arounds and the workouts that he's having with the team, those little spats that he's having, they say there is he is the best player on the Sixers. Okay? If hands, you could just keep him healthy. Hands down, he is a superstar that you've never seen play yet because he's always been hurt. Okay, if you get him healthy, he will be the one of the one of the faces of the East. Just in those little workouts, what he can do handling the basketball for a guy his size. And guess what? Now there's two of them there. Now you have him and Ben Simmons. Speaking of Ben Simmons, let's talk about the NBA draft. All right, the most no drama, no drama, no more predictable drama. piece of shit. They should have had. They should have had Mary J. Blige thing. No more drama for the theme song of that draft. There was absolutely no no substance. It was a lot of people getting rich. Don't get me wrong. We all understand that. Yeah. But it was like everything played out the exact way. There we, was no big trades. There was no nothing real that happened. Yeah, we knew uh, that number one was going to be the Sixers taking Ben Simmons. We knew number two, L.A., was going to take, um, what the hell is his name now, Brandon Ingram. Okay. Buddy Heidel went early, like predicted. You know, everything kind of fell into place the way it was predicted. At the same time, that's pretty good, though. Every team pretty much filled the needs that they needed to fill. Absolutely. And they're, and they're where they want to be. It should shape up to be a good year. But let's just talk about what some people call the next Kevin Garnett, Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons, from what I'm gathering um, from other people, is that he really was number one, and everybody else was like four and below, you know, far as far as tier goes. Like Ingram was still considered a stud, but Ben Simmons was a superstar. And now we're gonna get to see how that plays out in a city that he can literally that walk in and take over the world. That needs it right now. The Sixers have had a very much a history going back of being a superstar. And the team. Iverson and the Sixers. Barkley and the Sixers. Dr. J and And the the Sixers. Sixers. You know, we pretty much has been a superstar and the Sixers. And what most people forget, because now he's just a role player, but at one point it was Andre Iguodala and the Sixers. (laughs) AI squared, as they called them. Well, that could be said about the football team, too. Or you forgot about your new quarterback. Oh, I'm sure sure we're talking about that. But at the same time, we're on basketball right now. Okay. I get what you're saying. Trust me, that's it's, not a Sixers thing. thing. That's a Philly thing. I, I get it. You know, Mike Schmidt and the Phillies. You know, Randall Cunningham and the Eagles. Yeah. Or 
Buddy Ryan and the Eagles. You know, tribute. Yeah. Hashtag Buddy yeah. Ryan. Hashtag Buddy Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as far as the draft goes, I'm very happy that things played out the way it did, especially because I got the guy who wanted LSU's Ben Simmons. Um, it's, I'm very curious to see how it's going to go out. But what makes the draft good is you're getting the guys in at, at a kind of a, a structurable salary, and now at the increase of the salary cap, somebody get paid. We have a couple other free agents we need to talk about. But All right? six has been tanking forever, so they got money for days. I got six names I'm going to give you here. Okay. I want you to count how many of these guys are worth a max contract. Lamar DeRozan. All right. Al Horford. Dwayne Wade. Paul Gasol. Dirk Nowitzki. And Eli Whiteside. Three out of six. You say three out of six are worth the max contract. Are are worth the max contract. Do you know why I wrote down those three names? Those six names right here? Because they all get paid. I think with the exception of Dirk. I think Dirk will probably end up playing like a, getting like a veteran's contract. You know, it'll be a decent one, but not a max deal. I think five out of six of these guys are going to get a max deal. Dwayne, not because they Dwayne Wade's it. going to get paid, although he might be real past his prime. And how long? See, the question with him is how long can he still keep it up at that level? I think there's going to be a city that just wants to bring him in by name to sell some tickets. To sell some tickets, yeah. And I'm telling you now. He's going to get overpaid. Now, Whiteside, pay the man. You see, I, He's been balling. Pay the man. Did you know, now, as much as I love Eli Whiteside because he's a 2020 guy, I, I love those guys. Pay the man. But did you know that the Miami Heat, during important moments of the game, would pull him off the court? Trying not to pay him, but pay the man. Yeah, well, that's what I want to say. If, if, if he's a liability to you on the court during your most important times... How is he worth a max contract? Exactly. You, and then Paul Gasol. I mean... Oh, what's, what's Gasol? 35, 33? Paul Gasol's up there. Yeah. He has the hardware, thanks to the Black Mama. Hashtag Kobe. Hashtag, yeah. you know, I mean, this is it. But um, Other people's problems. <laughs> <laughs> he has the hardware. And, you know, you can't teach size. He's a good player, but is he worth a max contract? Yeah, I, which I believe some people will. There will be a team out there to bring him in just to sell tickets. And that—that's see the thing with the thing with it is is everybody I named on there is not the piece. They're complementary pieces. Yes. And why are we talking about max contracts? It's because it has to complementary pieces. But that's what's happening in the that's NBA. That's the league we live in. That's what's going on. There's nothing we can do about it. Speaking of things we can't do about and that I love, because I want to end on a very high note, okay? We've had, we've had nice discussions all the way through, but there is one thing that needs to be pointed out. Every once in a while, a marketing rep hits it out of the park. When you're sitting down and you're doing a commercial campaign for somebody... It's nice to have somebody on the team that knows something about the people involved. If you're going to use a celebrity endorsement, know something about that celebrity. And brought it out that's being one used. time while it was still current. Foot Locker, Foot Locker, Foot Locker. Nailed thank you, thank you, Nailed thank you. it. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, please go online and look up uh, D'Angelo Russell Foot Locker commercial. Okay. You could also say Nick Young, but it, okay. It, well, Nick Young's not in the commercial, sorry. Yeah. Okay, the whole... Yeah, D'Angelo Russell Foot Locker commercial. You got D'Angelo Russell, you have, um... Oh, what the hell? Ah, yeah, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Ben Simmons, and there's somebody else in there, too. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Look up, it'll pop right up, D'Angelo Russell Foot Locker. Basically, they're welcoming Ben Simmons into the league. With Ben Simmons, you know, the first overall pick, he's coming in. He's like, "Hey, uh, you know, Carl, what can you tell me about being the NBA?" And Carl, you know, does the whole thing about, "Oh, it's never stop working. It's a man's league," you know. And oh, Devin Harris is the other one. He's talking to Devin Harris for a little bit, and then he goes to uh, to D'Angelo Russell. He says, "D'Angelo, you got any advice for me?" D'Angelo looks right and goes, "Yeah, you got a phone?" And Ben's like, "Yeah." D'Angelo takes his phone, chucks it out the window into a stream, and just said, it's pretty much it. (laughs) 
Yo, what a nod to social media. Even Nick Young had to laugh at that commercial. Okay, uh, what's her, what's his face? What was Nick Young's girl? That, Iggy. Iggy. Yeah. Iggy. Oh, Iggy, who's leaving the United States because she can't stand the Americans. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, Iggy, who's being deported. Uh, yeah, she, I would say she's a, she'll laugh at it, but I don't know if she's in a funny situation right now. <laughs> she had to leave the United States because she can't stand Americans. Oh, Lord. Oh, poor Iggy. Well, guess what? We can't stand you either. <laughs> that being said, James, have you had fun today? I had a lot of fun today, sir. It's been a while. We should do this more often. <laughs> you know, it is called the Weekly Dose. Not the monthly. And maybe we should need to get back more towards weekly. So if they want to get a hold of us, how would they be able to get a hold of us? Oh, you know, email us at our Facebook page at weeklydpodcast.com. Weeklydpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. You can also catch us on our Facebook page, uh, Weekly Dose of Diarrhea or the Fat Bachelor Sports Report. Or just look up Dave and James, you know. That's, that's Saw a rock, you'll hit us. Yeah, you'll know, find us somewhere, you know. I'm the guy with the uh, updating his pictures with bathroom selfies, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank everybody for listening today and for the weekly dose of diarrhea. I am Dave. And James. And we thank you for listening. Have a great day.